0: Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound
1: the battle cry.
0: Two men, 15 <laughs> minutes, oh, eternal I impact. Welcome to Text Talk. The your armor on. stand firm, everyone, rest your... Hello, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. Holy we are continuing. John 14, so gonna get into a pretty heady topic today, though, I think. Is that right? Yes. So we've gone from feet <laughs> and tootsies to... The head and heady topic.
1: Well, you <laughs> Deep know, and, discussions and and uh, along the way, we've talked about the heart, right? We've talked about love. Yes. And and what does love look like for the Lord? It's
0: when we obey Him and do keep his what commands. He says. That's right. Do what He says. Can we reiterate that? Because that's probably the most important thing we've said this week. It probably is. Do what He says. Do what He says. Do what He says.
1: So as we return then to John 14, I'm going to be reading today from verses 15 through the end of the chapter. That's 15 through 31. Be reading from the New King James Version, and of course, we are catching up with the um, Last Supper discourse here in our reading. If you love me, keep my commandments. What? John 14, verse 15.
0: If you love me, keep my commandments? Have we said that before?
1: We had an episode on it yesterday, didn't we? Oh, okay.
0: All right. I just just wanted to make sure we heard it again.
1: (laughs) All right. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, And he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you a little while longer, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me, because I live, you will live also." At that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I am going away and coming back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said, I am going to the Father. For my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me, but that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave
0: me commandment, so I do. Arise, let us go from here. Arise, let us go from here. He's got plans. They're going to be going places. He's going to be going places. Now, what does seem to be clear in this speech is that he's
1: going to be going somewhere and they're not going with him right away. They are not. He talks about leaving them, but I won't leave you as orphans, which is an interesting phrase, kind of juxtaposed with all this father talk that's going on. I'm going to the father. I'm going to the father. You will not be orphans.
0: Hmm. I hadn't thought about that connection. That's that's good.
1: And why aren't they going to be orphans? Because he is going to send them the Helper. He's going to send them the Paraclete. Mm. That's an interesting word there. The idea of Helper, of Advocate, of Encourager.
0: I don't. Does the ESV comforter, also, uh, or does it say it's Comforter? Helper. It's, it's in the helper in the ESV. It's Okay, Which, Yeah, also. you've got Comforter, Supporter. I think very literally it means one who comes alongside, who comes alongside. And, it, and it has a spectrum of use and meaning uh, that, that mm-hmm. can be anywhere from kind of the emotional support coming alongside and bearing up under a burden. The reason advocate get, you, gets used sometimes is because it would also be used as a person who might come alongside in a legal case. Mm-hmm. So the, the lawyer or the advocate that, that comes along. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. So we we see this spectrum of of meaning here. But supporter, I've been in Timothy, Paul writing to Timothy, his second letter, as he talks about his at his first defense, no one stood beside me. Okay, but the Lord stood but beside. The Lord stood beside me. Me. Now the word Paraclete's not used there, but there's a picture yeah. of what the Paraclete would be the the Comforter, the Counselor, the Advocate, mm-hmm. the one who comes alongside and supports and lifts up and holds up and strengthens.
1: I, and I, I could stand to be corrected, but I think in First John, um, in chapter two, yes. It, it talks about how we have Jesus as an advocate. But, and and that's the word. But there's our paraclete. There's paraclete, yeah. yes. That's very much that idea of standing four, alongside.
0: Four times I think it's used here in John, all referencing mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. In 1 yeah. John, it, it's Jesus. And I really Which may have, be why it says another helper here. I appreciate you
1: uh, explaining, just as the scripture does, that this paraclete, this helper, is identified in John 14, 15, and 16 As the Holy Spirit, also called the spirit of truth, the spirit of truth that's going to guide them into all truth. And uh, we don't have to take too much of a side trip here, but I will just say that our Muslim friends go to these passages and they say that this is where Jesus is foretelling the coming of the prophet Muhammad. Oh, This is one Mm -hmm. of their their go-to texts, the apologists do. And um, I will just say two things. Number one, The paraclete, the helper, is identified here as the Holy Spirit in the text. Number two, when you go through and study the appearance of paraclete and the various activities that he is going to do for these ones he has promised to, Muhammad does not fit that picture at all. He just doesn't fit that picture at all. This is talking about the Holy Spirit. This is talking about guidance for the apostles, Future blessings for the Christian people. This has nothing to do with another world religion that started six centuries later.
0: Mm. Yeah, I'm going to give you this helper, and you're going to have this helper forever. But I mean, I'm not going to give you this helper for six hundred years. Exactly right.
1: Yeah, that exactly doesn't sound. Right. That doesn't this helper is going fit. to come and testify of me. Yeah, and yet the message of Islam is a. Very different teaching about Jesus. Right. Very different. Right. Uh,
0: absolutely contrary, actually, to what we're reading in the Gospel of John. Right, right. I'm thinking... Is, were you wanting to say more on that no, regard?
1: No, I guess I just got triggered there. I do No, it's okay. No, I'm glad <laughs> you shared that. We're I'm just glad you shared that. I didn't I like to highlight that them. to people. But I,
0: but I I, had a thought, and I was about to veer a different it's okay. direction. We can, and we we can just, change We can change gears. That's cool. Because one of the things I thought about, as, it's, as he's named, he's named the spirit of truth, but we've already talked this week about Jesus saying, I am the truth. I am the truth. That's so, right. So the spirit of Jesus. He is the spirit that... Points to Jesus. He's the Spirit that tells of Jesus. He's the Spirit that reveals Jesus. He's mm-hmm. the. I think when he when he's called that Spirit of Truth, he's going to guide you into all truth. He's going to guide you into Jesus.
1: That's exactly right. Uh, I appreciate in verse twenty six how he is going to bring to their remembrance all the things that Jesus had said to mm. them. Yeah, they're going to have a proper and complete remembrance of what Jesus has said.
0: I think one of the big struggles today. Andrew, mm-hmm. tell me if you think I'm wrong on this. There's one aspect of the Spirit's work that we see in the New Testament that everybody argues and fusses and fights about today as if that's that's the one thing about the Holy Spirit. And what I'm talking about now is the miraculous gifts. Okay,
1: all right, uh, cool. I was sitting here thinking, well, which one... <laughs> Well, Uh, I'd probably go with miraculous gifts.
0: Yeah, that's that's the one that gets argued about. Is he still using them? Do we get them? How do we get them? And everybody's arguing on about that, which I think gives no matter which side of the debate we're on, almost the notion that the help of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit Mm. was given so that we can perform miracles. Yeah. And I don't think that's what he's saying here as he talks about him being the helper. He is the helper because Mm -hmm. what he helps is he strengthens, he encourages, he counsels, he supports, he advocates so that we can do what God wants us to do. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) And... If what God wants us to do is perform a miracle, it's going to take the Holy Spirit to do that. I, sure. And there was clearly a period of time where that's clearly what God wanted, and and he did help with that. Yeah. So I don't want to remove that from no, the equation you it,
1: entirely. You read about it in the book of
0: Acts. But it's not the sum total of the equation. Yeah. The, the issue of the Spirit being our helper is helping us do what God wants. And in this context, what have we learned God wants? He wants us to love him and keep his His commandments. commandments. So how shocking it is that if he says, if you love me, you're going to keep my word and I'm going to give you a helper that's going to remind you of my word. Help you to remember the word, guide you into the word. Yeah. Give you strength to keep the word. Mm -hmm. When you think about in the prophecies of Ezekiel, as it talked about giving us a new heart and a new spirit so that we could keep what God has said. Yeah, I I think that's that's the really big deal. We're so caught up in this spectacular. I want to be able to do a miracle and missing. I want to be able to serve the Lord. Mm -hmm. How am I going to serve the Lord? I'm going to serve the Lord by the strength that the Lord gives and he provides his spirit so that I can do that. Now, I, I've got to choose the Spirit. I've got to follow the Spirit. I've got to follow the lead of the Spirit. And we find that in other passages. Galatians talks about that, the fruit of the Spirit, and those who walk by the Spirit will gain the fruit of the Spirit. All sure, of that is sure. is there. But it's just getting so fixated on being able to perform miracles is losing the main point.
1: hmm hmm
0: I, I don't know. I, I don't want... Maybe this is too judgy, but I I do think that as I've talked to people, the fixation on the miracles is because we don't feel special unless we're doing some miraculous work. It's not special enough that Jesus loved us and died for us. I'm only special if he makes me talk in a language I've never studied. I'm only special if he gives me some miraculous ability rather than I'm special because God loved me loves me sent his son to die for me and his spirit to strengthen me to walk in that love
1: i, I would agree with you i mean I, th- there's a desire to i guess to be special we, we all feel that i i get concerned because people are being told and taught that they're not spiritual oh yeah. if they're not doing some type of miraculous sign mm. and there are versions of Pentecostal teachings and, and charismatic teachings that tell people, look, man, if, if you're not speaking in tongues, I'm not sure you are saved. Mm. You got to have the the baptism of, of uh, the fire, which I think is also a misunderstanding yeah, there, yeah. That, that you're going to be speaking in tongues. And that's how you know you're really right with God. And so, yeah, I, you know, it might be a fear that I'm m- missing out, not being special, but I'm afraid, <laughs> I'm afraid there's a greater fear that I'm not spiritual and I'm not right with God because this isn't happening. For me and we are given uh, in the scripture teaching about how can I know that the spirit is in me and and what is the evidence of that? Well, the evidence of that is a tree bearing fruit. What is the fruit? What is the fruit in Galatians chapter five and verse 22? The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such. There is no law. If those things are in your life, you don't need to have a fear that you're not spiritual, but people aren't hearing that what people are hearing is speaking it in a tongue, yeah you, know? you got to have
0: that that's how you know you're spiritual and that's not what Paul said was the fruit here in John fourteen again. In the context, what is Jesus telling us? He's telling us to love like he loves. He's telling us if we love him, we will keep his word. And then he tells us that he's going to send a helper that will remind of the words and teach all the words and will take from what Jesus is saying and bring it to us. Mm -hmm. What's the help? It's helping us love God. It's helping us love like God. And then I go to 1 Corinthians 13 and 14 where there's this large section that paul gives about miraculous gifts of the spirit and in that passage what does he say is most important he says i am we're going to give some instruction about these gifts Mm -hmm. we want to know how to manage them as long as they're being used but remember the really important point is love yeah love yeah love is the important thing that's the thing that matters i come back to where jesus says he was going to send the spirit and what was it all about it was about loving god loving our neighbor." That's the help and loving the one another. Gives. Yeah. And that let's let's focus on that. And if God look, I, I mean, we, we can get into why I believe the Holy Spirit is no longer providing miraculous gifts right now. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, look, if what I'm focused on is serving the Lord, loving God and loving my neighbor, if God decides what he needs right now is a miracle for me, God can do it. It'll happen. That's that's his business. That's right. his side of things. But what What I need to be focused on is not chasing a miracle. Mm -hmm. I need to be focused on loving the Lord my God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength and loving my neighbor as myself, loving one another as Jesus loved us and the Spirit's gonna give me the strength and help me to do that. Mm -hmm. And, And that's the thing we're seeing here. Holy God, thank you for this day. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Help us to love you, to praise you, to magnify you. Help us to want what you value most, which is to love you, and to love one another. And we pray that you would give us the strength in our inner being by your Holy Spirit to, uh, to know the breadth and length and depth and height of your love, of the Savior's love, that we could then turn around and, and reflect that love back to you and spread it to those who are around us. It's through your Son we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today.